Hey everybody, C-Node here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is about mental health empowerment and using personality typology as a means to do that. I'm so used to doing jokes at the top of the show that I'm ready to do it. Um, I don't have any jokes ready at the moment. Um, frankly, to be honest, I am a bit nauseous and I have a headache, but I'm going to carry on and do this episode because it's bothering me that I haven't done an episode in a while and I need to do it. Um, but today I want to talk a little bit about the meaning of life. Uh, surprisingly, this might be a short episode because it's not an entirely complex topic. It sounds like it is on the surface. This is a question that we all ask ourselves basically throughout our lives. But all I really want to present in this episode is a simple reframe to ask a little bit of a different question or to really ponder what question we're really asking when we wonder about the meaning of life. So with that said, let's hit the button and do the thing and get this started on dopamine. Let's go. Drums, all right, so first of all, before we get started, my apartment building, we are, they're ripping up the carpets in the hallways, which means there is far less sound padding and protection than there has been in the past. So you might hear some noises in the distance, just a heads up, but I didn't want it to stop me from doing this episode, especially since I'm doing it on my phone, more likely to pick up random noises and things in the background. So bear with me. It's just a thing. It's fine. It'll be okay. Don't let it stop you. So, um, and with that in mind, I also wanted to remind you that for the most part, these episodes going forward are going to be about, uh, involving some discussion of Myers-Briggs and using it as a typology tool, as a personal development tool, as a mental health empowerment tool. But there's still going to be some episodes where I don't necessarily recommend it or, or not recommend it, but I don't talk about it as much. So, you know, I don't want you to think that the show is completely changing in tone uh, so much as I just have to give myself permission to use typology language sometimes um, when I'm speaking about topics and not feel like I have to have qualifiers for myself. So, and because this is a new thing, there's going to be a little more expression of my insecurity around it. So it's kind of like that general idea of, of having imposter syndrome. You know, you're, you're going into a new thing. And you're going to feel weird because you're, you are an imposter. This is not something you've done before. So you're supposed to feel weird about it. So I'm, I'm going through that phase. So there's going to be more, uh, little disclaimers and stuff as I go along, but, uh, it's fine. We'll work it out. So today I want to talk a little bit about the meaning of life. And that's because I've been reading the book flow, which came out in 1990. I can't even begin to pronounce the author's name, but it's sort of the classic book about flow, flow states. Uh, in terms of typology, a lot of flow states involve uh, what some people call your genius zone, which I think is a personality hacker term. Uh, but your genius zone is basically the combination of your two dominant functions. When things are sort of working in tandem and everything is is clicking for you in your life, you kind of get into a flow state. And for a lot of people that looks very different, uh, you know, flow is like something I will talk about in much more detail in other episodes, but essentially flow is about 
you know, getting into a space of allowing your mind to sort of be present and be doing the work and be active and to challenge yourself, not let yourself become bored and to express yourself and to be a human being essentially. And I think that all leads to one of the biggest questions that a lot of people ask is what is the meaning of life? Like what is the purpose for any human being of being here? And a lot of that leads to big questions around God, around the idea of uh, any kind of deity or what is the universe? Why do humans exist? Are we the only ones here? Um, you know, what's our purpose here? What are we supposed to do? And, you know, what does it mean when we're not accomplishing something? What does it mean when we're not uh, fulfilling what seems to be a destiny that's laid out before us? What does it mean to feel like a failure or feel like a success in relation to that meaning of life? You know, what is the purpose of existing? And that's a big question. That's a big question that if you're not really willing to to dive deeper, to ask tough questions, to ask the right questions, that it can feel too big. And I think that's why a lot of people end up defaulting, and I mean this respectfully, defaulting to the concept of a deity or a god, because it makes things a little bit easier to explain. And it's not to say that you shouldn't look at things that way. And I'm not trying to discount your experience if you're someone who is a believer of of God or any kind of deity. Uh, so much as there are a lot of ways for those things to explain or give us a sense of purpose. And what we're really asking, I think, when we're talking about the meaning of life I think is this idea of what is the goal of life? What is the purpose? What are we working towards? What are we doing? I think that's often really the question that a lot of us are asking when we ask, what is the meaning of life? And I think it's important to have that reframe, to think about what that question really means, because then you can really ask yourself if that's actually the question. I I think, I think that's what we're saying, but it may not necessarily be what we're intending to say, right? So when you ask the meaning of life, I think in general, it's sort of like this big picture, sort of holistic idea, right? And the meaning of life is like, what, why do I have, you know, a mind or a soul, if that's something you believe in? You know, why, why do I have consciousness? Why am I me? you know, asking questions, you know, the meaning of life is just full of questions. And if you're willing to drill deeper, you know, if you're willing to look at what you're trying to say, when you're asking the meaning of life, I think then you can start to actually answer it. So I think a lot of us are asking, like I said, you know, what is the goal of life? And usually the goal of life leads to some sort of purpose. What is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of me? What is the purpose of my existence? What is the purpose of being human? What is the purpose of humans? What is the purpose of any life? What is the purpose of earth and the stars in existence, right? And it can be really challenging because I think in order to maintain flow, it can be unless you feel like you have an answer, sometimes it can be very debilitating to continue to exist because you may feel like in order to 
go forward, you need an answer. And one of the challenges is that for a lot of people, the concept of a God gives them an answer, which is amazing. I think that is a, an absolute benefit to so many people. I think it becomes a challenge when you try to force your ideology on other people, but that's a different thing. What I'm talking about is having a God for yourself is totally okay. That's fine. I don't, I personally am not offended. <laughs> uh, and I, I personally don't subscribe to a God and that's okay too. But for, and I, and I guess in a lot of ways, this episode is for people who don't have one, but at the same time, even the concept of a God is about feeling like you have a sense of purpose in an existence that isn't necessarily built for you. So, you know, we could explain away the idea that if we do look at it from a, from a theological perspective, it, it could be something where, you know, everything is designed for us and, you know, we're kind of made in an image and all of that stuff. Um, but in a lot of ways, if you look at the big picture of life, like not a lot is actually built for us. And what I mean, and I'm, again, I'm trying to be careful here because I'm not trying to discredit anything so much as I'm saying that there are just so many things in life that can kill us, <laughs> you know, uh, and a meteor could crash at any time, uh, you know, viruses, there are, uh, accidents that can happen. We're pretty fragile in the mass, uh, you know, in the, in the game of existence, we're pretty fragile, fragile in terms of individuals. I think humanity is pretty strong and there's a reason that humanity's lasted for, you know, a million years or so. Um, there's been a lot of evolution. There's been a lot of work and a numbers game also is very beneficial to the purveying existence of human beings. Uh, and really <clears throat> the idea is that if you're thinking about it this way, you can sort of tap into your humanity, tap into your personal sense of humility and your sense of mortality in a sense that anything that is happening in the chaos of the universe could lead me to my demise. <laughs> now, I know there's some people that hear that and it leads to this sense of paranoia. And that's not what I'm trying to do either. The paranoia is not what this is about. Um, but it's about drilling down to figure out what is your actual sense of purpose. Because if there are so many things in existence that could destroy us, then why are we here? I, I think one of the reasons that we are here is to find continuing self-purpose to move the species forward and to do great things as a species, to build things, to connect and become kind of the human organism. Now, a lot of this is like my own personal opinion in a sense, but really the point of this episode is not for you to buy into my personal opinion about resting into the chaos of the universe and allowing for flow to happen as you're allowing yourself to kind of flow with the sort of expansion and movement of the universe. The idea is that I want you to think about when you're asking what the meaning of life is to really ask yourself, what is the question you're trying to ask? Usually that is, what is the goal of life? And a lot of the times for many of us trying to achieve a specific goal can tend to cheapen the moment that we're always trying to strive towards what an end is. And for a lot of people, again, I'm sorry to keep picking on theology, theological stuff, but for a lot of people, 
life becomes the goal of ending life so that you can get to another life. And that's not exclusive to any particular religion. There's plenty of religions that have that. Um, but for a lot of us, you strive to be a good person so that when your life is over, you can then start living your life. The challenge with that is that when are you live living now? What are you doing now to live and be and exist as a human being? What purpose are you serving for yourself right at this moment as opposed to a purpose that is dependent on externalities, whether that's other people or your your religion or anything like that, or, or this promise of, of something eventually and you know, sort of holding back from enjoying your life. It doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy, you shouldn't have discipline so much as I mean that there doesn't need to be such unnecessary restriction that you're not enjoying the moment. I I know that a lot of people hear that sort of thing and they immediately, their mind goes to sex, drugs, and alcohol. I was like, no, I'm not saying like live recklessly. That's different. I'm talking about living in the moment, meaning living here, living consciously between your mind and the outside world at the same time. That means respecting, you know, the God that you have or the chaos of the universe or whatever you subscribe to. Even if you don't describe, subscribe to something, it's like literally we have to interface with the outside world in some way. And vibing and connecting between the inside world and the outside world. So if I translate all of this to sort of your introvert and extrovert side, even if you don't know much about the Myers-Briggs system, every single human being has an introvert aspect and an extrovert aspect. Not quite like an ambivert. It's not both at the same time, but it's like mode switching. And you know, I don't know if you've noticed this about yourself. Even if you're an introvert, sometimes there's a pull to go out into the world and you have to learn things or put your work out there and be, you know, have it be judged. Like you have to put yourself out there in some sense and vice versa. If you're a person that's very comfortable putting yourself out there, someone who's very comfortable just kind of showing up to the world every once in a while, you've got to slow down and you've got to process or you've got to plan, or you've got to do something privately that you would not do publicly, and and vice versa, right? It's about respecting the external world and the demands of it and flowing with it, but then also allowing for the flow of your own mind to do the opposite attitude. So to get into your private space, to get out into the world, to sort of flow and ebb with the different needs and situations that arise in your life. And I think ultimately, when we start thinking more deeply about the meaning of life and flow and our ultimate purpose and all of that, I personally think that the meaning of life is to be in it, to be present, to do everything we can to honor our experiences, to honor our emotional state, to honor the instincts that we have, and to ultimately land on happiness persistently throughout our lives and cultivate it through the actual embrace of 
anything that comes our way, any emotion that comes our way. Um, how should I put this a little bit better? What I mean really is that regardless of the instinct or the emotion or the experience that you have in your life, it needs to be honored. And I think the purpose of life is to, to learn how we can meld consciousness with survival and instincts. Because these are primal things that happen to us. We're attracted to someone, or we get angry at someone, or something scares us, or something makes us feel worried or stressed, or we experience some sort of anxiety. Usually, the cure for any of those feelings is to feel them. So if you're anxious about something, to actually acknowledge what is happening versus what you're projecting. And what that disparity getting linking actuality our consciousness to actuality is usually what gets us into a flow state of acknowledging what is and that's the challenge of having a conscience of having consciousness is that it is a challenge for us as humans because part of our evolutionary wiring is the ability to subvert our instincts in order to do sort of big things. However, those instincts come clawing back and still require our attention. So the work, I believe, of a human being is to be able to still honor those instincts, even though at times we have to set them aside to do good hard work. And doing the good hard work is about making connections it's about finding our partner. It's about procreating. It's about surviving. It's about flowing with the chaos of the universe. It's about finding our own sense of spirituality, whatever that looks like. It's about learning. It's about growing. It's about connecting. And it's about learning about ourselves and then finding ultimately that connection between our primal needs and our consciousness. So... I think that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't really necessarily answer the question of what is the meaning of life so much as I just want to give you something to think about. And I know this was like an incredibly abstract episode. Um, hopefully you appreciate it. And if you didn't, that's fine. Like the feedback is fine. Also, if you really liked it, the feedback is more than fine. I would really love to hear from you about your experience with this episode because it's just... I don't know. It's kind of out there. And I, I think I feel personally a little insecure about it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, especially when it comes to talking about religion, because I spent much of my life being very blatantly atheist. And while I still don't subscribe to a religion, I'm doing everything that I can to remain open while not sacrificing my own personal perspective and all at the same time being helpful right? I'm not trying to alienate people based on their religious experiences or anything like that so much as I just want to welcome the thought or new ideas about general concepts that sort of rely, live in the human experience, regardless of where you tend to point that human experience, if that makes a lot of sense. So I still have a headache 
and I'm still feeling nauseous. So I'm going to wrap up this episode, but I appreciate you being here. I hope that you leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher and all those things. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, I have, um, the website's up at dopamine.life. If you want to go check out our programs, we also have articles and other podcast episodes that you can go check out there. Um, and I'm also focusing on doing profiling sessions using Myers-Briggs. So if you are unsure of your Myers-Briggs type, or if you're kind of stuck in terms of life and mental health stuff, or if you have challenges with your parents, uh, challenges with your friends, challenges with your spouse, uh, you want to know your type, your, your spouse's type, you want to know all sorts of different people in your lives. Uh, it's certainly a good idea to go through a typing session learn about your personality type, and then you can start to find a coach or you can find resources to learn a little bit more about how to get into your flow state as your personality type and spend a little bit more time there and actually learn about yourself and how maybe there are some weaknesses and challenges that you need to work on that maybe you're having those challenges with your partner, or maybe there are things about your partner that you don't understand because they think holistically very different than you. You know, they're brain wiring is just different and understanding that tends to give a greater appreciation for the partner that you're with or your teacher or your parents or something like that or even just yourself resting in your into your personality and who you are is incredibly important so i would really love for you to do that so if you go again at dopamine.life there is after there's like a whole bunch of words <laughs> you read read some of the words um especially after the what is a profiling session section, then there's a button to sign up for a profiling session if that's something you would like to do. Um, regardless of that, if you would love to leave your feedback, uh, voice message, uh, anything about your experience with this episode, I know some people have been uh, really big fans of the podcast, and I really, really appreciate that you guys keep coming back to listen to the show. It makes me eager to keep making new episodes, to keep doing this, to keep helping however I can help to put more mental health empowerment stuff out into the universe. Uh, whoever I can help, you know, makes my life. That is my purpose. That is my meaning for life, is to eventually give back to reality through my form of creativity. So I appreciate you guys. That's it for this episode. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Just a quick reminder that we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. If you see the courses and it's not something you need, or if there are, uh, you don't need a profiling session or anything like that, but you would still love to financially support the show, it would really help to keep the show going. Uh, I would have to do less freelance work and I can concentrate on doing more episodes of this show, creating more interesting programs and ways to support you as a human being that needs mental health support like anyone else. So with that, patreon.com slash dopamine, go check it out.